shoot okay hi guys welcome back to the cat baker show podcast um as you can see we are in a new location uh just trying something a bit different but today i'm joined by paul jones so paul jones you have a very very special job don't you um <laughs> yes yes you, you could say that it's uh, it's good fun yes but yeah welcome thank you for coming um yeah would you mind telling people what it is you do i'm in the adult industry um, yes a performer and a producer right. mainly now obviously on collaborations with people because mm -hmm. that's what the industry is these days yes um been doing it a while mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's good fun if you're right for it yeah so how did you get into it all um we go back many many years mm -hmm. um i was meeting couples that wanted an extra guy right uh, so when what time period was this talking about the the 80s early 90s right okay nice and um one day this guy said can i film you with my girlfriend right and okay i was like sure you know it's not a problem mm. uh and then the cameras are like oh i like this mm. <laughs> this is a kink yes um so anyway roll on a few years mm. and i decided to try and get into it yeah you know can, can i ask so when when you did the like uh advertising yourself as an escort what where did you advertise that uh contact mags this okay. is before the internet right um so you sent off your photograph and your advert and your details and they put them out right um and then if people you know so people who were serious first of all had to pay proper money to right. buy the magazine oh my goodness um, where would they buy the magazine from uh sex shops right okay oh my god right okay fascinating yeah um and like yeah so you so you were doing that yes and then so you got filmed for the first time yes so, so, and then someone reached out to you so uh no then mm. although okay that's a kink but back mm. then the the adult industry mm. uh, was basically illegal right um it was quite complicated it was it was perfectly fine mm. to perform in it it was perfectly fine to film it for your own use Mm. What was illegal was as soon as you either tried to sell it or sent it through the post. Oh my God. So all the people in, if you like, the professional mm. commercial industry at the mm. time in the UK, uh, basically criminals, lovely criminals, mm. uh, you know, not criminal criminals, but criminalized by the law, mm. making what they wanted to do, what we wanted to do, um, yeah. illegal. Mm. So it was very, very difficult for guys to get in. Okay, and yeah. it was hard for girls to get in as well because yeah. you know, yeah. was, you had people had to know you were serious. Mm. Okay, and um, like, so people would post. And was it all on VHS? <laughs> what was it on? Oh, back then, porn was on VHS. VHS, yes, it was right. all big tapes. So, so when did it become not illegal then? I think it was, it was either 1999 or the year 2000. Right. I didn't know that, that you could, like, what, do you know what the penalties were for if you were? 
Um, no, because I mm. never got involved in that side. Right. Um, but yeah, people got fined. People would have their their stuff taken. Yeah. Um, by by the late nineties, it was virtually all coming in. You know, if you were producing in the UK, you sent it to Holland, and then they would send it back or you know you'd have a little business there that would send it back right. just through the post okay um so yeah you know the en enforcement was really not very serious but it was it was still you know yeah. still a crime mm. um and then obviously the rules changed because you know government recognized this is something people want to do yeah. so instead of just trying to make it illegal we'll we'll have rules for it right um what were the rules the rules then pretty much the same as they are now. Okay. Um, which is that everyone has to be consenting. Mm. You can't do things which either are dangerous, mm -hmm. appear dangerous, mm -hmm. or could be dangerous if somebody who didn't know what they were doing mm. did them. Right, yeah. Um and so there's there is some overlap there you know there's a lot of things that people would like to do and there's a lot of things that people do which mm. it's it's gray you don't see much of the stuff which is obviously you know out and outright lunacy yeah yeah because it's it's, it's yeah. lunacy yeah um but there are some things that people want to do which certainly in the uk my understanding is it's gray um it may be illegal. Do you want to be a test case? Mm. But they're all things that I personally am not into. So, yeah. you know, I'm very vanilla. Right. From being okay. On film. <laughs> so, when, so when you started shooting, were you getting much work or did it take a while? Took a while. Getting, getting in was hard because, first mm. of all, you had to find the people. Mm. Um, How did you find people? By... Basically, networking. Okay. Um, and then, you know, okay, so yes, they make, they shoot porn, you know, would you like to use me? And uh, mm. obviously, as a single guy, the answer was, uh, well, the answer was find as a new girl. Okay. So that took a long time. Again, mm. that was just putting the word out, mm. friends of friends. And eventually, that led to me being told that there was this girl who was interested. Mm -hmm. um, so we got we got together, mm -hmm. um, spent some time in a pub in which I basically grilled her because I knew that if I phoned the producer up and said, I've got somebody, and she let me down, there wasn't going to be a second chance. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she was serious. So we went off and we did the scene. Mm -hmm. And that was how I got into it. Oh, wow. So, do you remember, like, did you feel nervous? Um, yes, nervous and excited. Mm. I still do. Yes. Like actors going on stage, they'll all tell you that they're nervous and excited mm. before they go on. I mean, for guys, there's quite a lot to think about, I think, isn't there? I mean, you've got to get hard, stay hard. Okay, and... if you have to think about that, this isn't the right thing for you. Oh, okay. Now, if you're a guy, you've mm. got to be turned on by the fact there's a camera there. And yeah. what you have to think about is where is the camera? 
Yeah. If you think about where the camera is mm. and that is a buzz for you, then, you know, you're good. Yeah, that is really true because I get a lot of guys messaging me and they're always like, how do I get into the industry? And first of all, I'm like, I don't really know because I'm not a guy. So it's a whole different ball game for men, I think. Um, like women, you can essentially just sort of start flashing on the internet and start making money to a certain degree. But um, there, but guys uh, will, will be like, and I'm like, it's it's quite, and I think a lot of them will just want to get into it because it's they're horny. But it's like, you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be horny on camera. You can't just be horny. Yes. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. It does. No, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys have the wrong idea. Mm. Um, I used to film a lot of guys who were trying it. Mm. Um, about half of them, when they realize there's a camera there. Yeah. And it doesn't work for them. Mm. And they can be embraced with lightness. Nothing to be embarrassed about. You you don't know whether this will work for you until you try it. Right. And if you try it when you've paid the bills, so it's effectively your own production. So you've basically paid all the costs. Yes. If it doesn't work, it's fine. You mm. know, it's your material. You've you've ticked a bucket list item. Mm -hmm. You're you're not going to be wondering. Oh, I wish I'd had a go. You had yeah. the go. You didn't like it. Life is full of those things. And the trick, you know, the thing is to have, if you want to try it, you try it. Mm. Um, if it does work for you, then then great. Um, obviously, nowadays, everything is only fans and platforms. Yes. Um, so that has the advantage that you don't have to find producers who want to hire you. Mm. You have to find girls that want to work with you. Yeah. And if you're a guy trying to get in the industry now, you do your first, you do your first scene. You pay the costs. Um, you find out if you like it. Yeah. If you do like it, you should basically budget to shoot once every couple of months mm -hmm. to build up your material, to build up your reputation, um, get known in the industry. And if you get known as a you know, solid, reliable, non-creepy mm, guy. Yeah, that's important. Is here for work, not for dating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your head has to be in the right place. Your reasons have to be good. If you get the reputation and you're not ugly, you don't have to be the best looking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to be ripped. Um, what about size? Don't be small. Right, okay. Average, average, average to large is fine. Small, there's... I guess unless there's a specific sort of small... Okay, yes, there Fetish. is a niche and a genre for everything. And if you're, yeah. I mean, if you are small as a guy, you are small. That's it. Yeah. So you work, you have to work with what you've got. Mm. Um, but in terms of what most of the girls are looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, normal size is fine. Okay, right. So it hasn't got to be, hasn't got to be third leg. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you'll know this better than I do. <laughs> but I get the distinct impression that above a certain size... It's not quite so much fun anymore. Yeah. Well, also, especially if you're if you're doing work, so it's going to be going a long time, like a few hours shooting. Then yeah, a big, a big, like a really big one can be a bit like intense. So yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because I think people think you've got to be huge to be in the industry, but you don't. No. No. Yeah. So, um, so when did you start 
like when did you start like making money um properly would be in the in the 2000s mm-hmm. mid to late 2000s because then there was a lot more work floating around because that was the peak of all the legitimate production companies right um so it was an industry where people were hiring people to shoot yeah and they had the distribution and everyone was buying dvds online and Mm. subscribing to pay sites um then the tubes came along and stole everyone's content ah yeah uh, which effectively kicked that entire business model in the teeth Mm. Uh, and then the platforms happened Yes. So, you know, people, you know, no, there isn't an industry where people will pay for you to turn up and do scenes. Mm. Not not on a scale that will make you money. Yeah. Um, it's like a couple hundred quid every now well, and then. Well, it's just that there aren't very many of them. Yeah. Um, you know, as part of doing everything else, fine. But these days, you know, in the old days, you had a phone, you would get phone calls mm. and you could make... As a girl, you can make a lot of money over two or three years mm. while people were calling you. Yeah. And then they would stop because they're calling the new girls. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, okay, so those calls don't really exist. And when you happen, mm. you take them. But you can work the platforms. You can do the hustle. You work the social media. It's now your business. Yeah. Um, and if you like it and you can work it, you can do it for decades. Your fans get older with you. Yes. Do you you think stuff like OnlyFans has changed the business for the better or the worse? Overall, for the performers, yeah, much better. Right, okay, yeah. Um, Because you're not reliant on somebody else thinking, will she work for the people I'm going to sell this to? Mm. You're directly in contact with your fans. You do what you want and you find out very rapidly whether people will pay you for it. Yeah. Um, If they do, great. If they don't, then, you know, you think of something else. Or you decide, okay, well, that's what I wanted to do. And fine, there's no market for it. I'm going to move, you know, I can leave the industry. I can go and do something else. Or, well, I like being in the industry and people don't want me pouring, let's be be a bit silly, people don't want me pouring custard into my leather trousers. Maybe they'd like to see me pouring gunge over my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do, yeah. do very much what you want. I, I have had that request. Yeah, <laughs> pouring custard over myself. But yeah, there are there are. It it, it is a very uh, it's a very wild and wacky world. Out yeah, there. yeah. Um, have you done that poured custard over yourself? I have not. Oh, <laughs> it's a bit of a nightmare actually. There's quite a lot to clean up afterwards. So. Yeah, I could imagine. You probably yeah. want to shoot it in the bath. Yeah, and then you kind of feel a bit bad about the food waste as well. You're like, mm, it's quite a lot. <laughs> Did you film, do you film with men or just women? Just women. Right, okay. Did you Did you find you made less money because of that? Do you think you could? Um, the, the whole gay side... Mm. It's, it is very, it, it's a whole different area. So unless right. you're, unless you're in it, mm. you're not going to know about it. Mm. Um, it's not an area I've played with. Yeah. You know, I have been asked. I say no, because it's yeah. not me. 
um, you don't get asked again. Mm. Um, so you'd, you'd need to talk to somebody in that side of right, the, okay, the world. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I would imagine it probably is more lucrative because at that point, you you know, you're there as the centre of attention. Yeah. The centre of attention gets the money. Yeah. Yeah. So with the straight stuff, it's mostly about the w- woman, isn't it? Yeah, the audience is there for her. And mm. what they want from the guy is they want some character. Mm. They want some. They want some words. They want, you know... And they definitely want you to look as though you are enjoying yourself. And yeah. that should be easy because you should be enjoying yourself. Yeah. Um, we've all seen the guy with, we've all seen the stuff where, you know, the guy clearly spends far too much. Sorry. The guy spends a lot of time at the gym. Mm-hmm. And sometimes looks as though that's where he'd rather be. Mm. Um, and do you think guys also like to see themselves reflected back in the porn a bit? I honestly don't know. I mean, the standard thing is the guys are watching it because they're imagining being you. Yeah. Never really gone for that. I think the guys are watching it because they're imagining they're imagining themselves yeah. doing it to her. Maybe to the people at home watching this, comment down below. What <laughs> do you imagine it's you or what? What do you? What's going through your mind? Um, but yeah, have you done many? What's the like cheesiest scenarios you've done? Like Pizza Boy. Oh, they're all cheesy. Pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you remember if there are any standout ones? Um, well, I actually shot one just recently mm. where the setup is that she is supposed to be a sub. Right. Um, but she's basically a brat. Mm-hmm. So she has lured this suited chap okay. um, to her dungeon and locked him in a cage. Oh. <laughs> and she's come to me like, oh my, you know, I've got somebody to show you. Oh, oh dear, I've done it again. You right, know? okay. <laughs> so her habit is she, she gets the guys to come back. She locks them in the cage. Then she comes and gets me to sort it all out. Okay. Um. I mean, how much cheesy do you want to get? Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty cheesy. Do you, when, um, when you would shoot stuff before, was that, where would they shoot it? In like hotels? Is that normally where it's done? Um, I imagine there are a great many hotel managers who recognize their rooms. Right, yeah. Um, in the old days, you were very much sort of like operational security. Okay. Because people, you couldn't, you know, people couldn't know what was going on. Yeah. You had to shoot it all secretly. Right. Um, and now people just turn up and stand there with piles of lights. And <laughs> like, oh my God, aren't you going to get thrown out? In the old days, um, how did you explain a group of people walking into a Well, the whole point room? was to not have to explain. Right. Okay. So just sort of sneak in. You'd have people turn up over two hours. Right, okay, yeah. So it's just like one person. Okay. One person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, shoot, shoot ho- hotels and rented apartments, studios. Mm. Those are the main ones. Um, occasionally someone's house, fan's house. Yes. Like the idea of being done there. Yeah. What's the weirdest place you've shot something? 
a junkyard. Really? Yes. Shooting in a junkyard surrounded by a high wall um, so no one could see us mm. until we discovered that the double-decker buses... <laughs> What could could yes could see, and there was some traffic lights, and this double decker bus pulled up at the traffic light because it's a, it's got a we didn't know there were lights there because it, yeah. it was surrounded by a big wall yeah, and it just stopped, and uh, yeah, the whole top row's heads just went <laughs> <laughs> free content. So that yeah. was um, what was the story behind being in the junkyard? What was the can you remember what the story was? I honestly can't remember what the story was. A mechanic maybe something. something. Like my car is broken. Yes, madam, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's the, um, have you done many, like, is it mostly just you and one other person? Have you done many, like multiple people scenes? Oh, plenty of multiple people scenes. Yeah. You know, the, um, group content, very popular. Right. Yeah. Um, complete bucket of film. Yeah. But yeah, it's popular. You need... You need people who can shoot. Once, you, once you've got more than two people, mm. the cameraman has to know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but four, four or five people is, yeah, it's good. People like that, it's good fun. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's usually having a great time. If people can have a good time, that shows. That, that's what comes across. Do you ever get overwhelmed in those settings? Like, I feel like there's just so many things to do and make sure that are being done. It well, if, you, if it's a group scene and you're performing, yeah, you rely on the person who's shooting it mm -hmm. to give instruction. Okay, because as you say, you know, mm. your visibility may be limited mm. by everything that's going on. <laughs> um, so you know, that's that's when you need a cameraman who will give as little instruction as possible. When they need to, mm. they do, mm. and um, you know, it all that all disappears in the edit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine, I imagine, well, I mean, you have ADHD. I, 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 I imagine someone who had ADHD and maybe found it difficult to focus and then there was like lots of people, lots of different things going on at once. I imagine that could be quite overwhelming. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't have ADHD, but I think I would find that quite overwhelming, having loads of people at once. Um, Do you ever get used to it or not? Oh, I mean, you feel completely comfortable with it. You have to feel comfortable. With yeah. It. You know, you're not going to do it if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, you're not going to do it more than once. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you yeah, it's, mm. it's just part of you. Yeah. And have there ever been days, what's your, like, have there ever been days where you, f you felt like you couldn't perform? Um, I did have, a, when I started, there was no Viagra. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, you. So do you, do you use that so, mostly now? Pardon? Do you use that mostly now? Um, I always carry it because one day mm. I had got a bit older mm. and it wasn't working properly. I was terribly embarrassed. <laughs> right. Um, so. Yeah, so now I, I I always carry some. Whether or not I use it just depends, you know. Mm. If if you've driven three mile three miles three hours in horrible traffic yeah. and you're having a shit day, okay, no, we'll mm. have one just to stop any messing around. How um, long does that take to kick in? Um, I honestly don't know because I've never known whether I've nearly really you needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think they say you. Sh it, I think they say allow an hour. 
But mm-hmm. most people seem to say it comes in in about 20 minutes, half an hour. Right, okay. And do you just buy that online or something? Yeah, you just buy it online. Oh. Doesn't even need a, does it need a prescription? I don't know. I don't know. Boots sell it. It's fine. Sorted. Right, yeah. Fine, it up. <laughs> yeah, next to the ibuprofen. Yeah. yeah, so do you mind me asking, how old are you? You should never ask a man with grey hair how old he is. <laughs> okay, you don't have to answer. <laughs> don't worry. I'm in my 50s. Right, okay. Right, okay. Well, you look good. Thank really you. in your 50s. So, um, and have you found like, hmm, has the work slowed down with age or has it not? Um, if the industry had been the same as it was, yeah. it would have absolutely slowed down mm. a lot. But now that it's collapsed, yeah. um, no, no, it hasn't. Yeah. Because, you know, if somebody wants to work with me, they've seen my stuff, they know what I'm like. So mm. that's because, you know, they're not asking me because they want a student boyfriend scene. Yeah. You know, they're asking me because, I mean, really don't call me daddy, but, you know, uncle. Yeah. They want yeah. an uncle <laughs> yeah. scene. They want the... The, headmaster the, maybe yeah the headmaster mm. the um, the the father sugar with daddy the pair, yeah the sugar daddy yeah um obviously bad butler who's a character i run with right okay <laughs> bad butler that's pretty is that like a i just bought a proper butler outfit really yeah, bow tie white shirt long long tail coat are you like a normal butler are you like batman's butler i'm i'm a normal butler I'm normal butler very very bad right okay <laughs> Oh my god, that's brilliant! Uh, the amount of women I know who are like in their fifties, like killing it on OnlyFans, you know, it's pretty impressive. Whereas before, I think a lot would just not be able to get that kind of work. Yeah, we'll say in you know in the mm. old days, mm. the the producers are shooting for what they think their audience wants to buy. Yeah, and so hot women, yeah, was always what they wanted because they knew they would always sell it. Mm. Um, And you had to risk a lot of money to Mm. try something different and then discover there maybe wasn't an audience for it. Yeah. Whereas now, somebody who wants to do this, they can just go for it. And yeah, there's lots of women in their 50s, 60s, even 70s. Yeah. um, Who are, you know, this is fun. I like it. It works. Yes. Fuck you, the rest of the world. Exactly. (laughs) And, um... Like in those days, like, would you advertising the stuff? Was it all just in magazines or did you always stuff put in like phone boxes as well? Because that's more escorting, isn't it? Phone, phone boxes box? were escorting. Right, okay. Um, and to be honest, just in London. Yeah. Never really a thing anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never, I remember, I remember that. Even in like the 2000s, there's still, do, do people still do that? Put it in a phone box? I don't know. It strikes me as a lot of work. Yeah. Considering you've now got the internet. Yeah. And you can't really <laughs> do like screening as easily for a... Oh, no, you could do, I guess, still. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, though, if you go British Museum, there's right. a phone box near there. Yeah. You definitely want to go and have a look at it. It's an, it's an, art, it's an art piece. Oh, really? It's brilliant. What, all the stickers... I'm not going to say anymore, partly because uh, I can't quite remember which way round it is. But right, yeah, okay. it's, it's very, it's yeah. Have a have a look at it. Oh my goodness! Um, where were we? Where were we? Yes, so, yes. So yes, the so the younger women could do very well. Yeah, um, the platforms now mean that 
everybody can yeah i'm not going to say everyone can find an audience everyone mm. can do what they want and see if there's an audience for it yeah um plus do some hustle because if you're just yeah. doing if you're doing your thing and you're not out there trying to find your audience mm. no one's going to watch it and you'll be very unhappy so you got yeah. you, you know you are it's it's a business you got to do marketing yeah that is i guess that is the thing with it now i guess before you just performed if you were just an actress or something whereas now you've got to be a sort of social media marketer as well yeah kind of... i mean in the old days you performed everyone phoned you for three years mm. and then everyone stopped phoning you um mm. if you had been smart you then had the money for the house and mm. if you hadn't you wonder what the hell had just happened yeah um now yes you know it's not as simple as waiting for the phone to ring you've got to do your mm. you, you, you've got to be out there doing mm, your marketing yeah um and then it's yeah do do what you need mm. do you um so you were doing escorting at the beginning like did you get um how did people find you well the, that? the oh the, that was magazines you said yeah, yeah yeah that was that was that was the magazines the i did a little bit of escorting mm. um but that was effectively because some of my friends were escorts um, so that was mainly um, people who wanted to watch. Right, okay. Had to pay serious money back then. Really? How much? Can you remember? Two to three hundred pounds. Which would have been? In the late 80s. Yeah. Probably double now. Yeah. For an hour. Yeah, they get a show. Yeah. <laughs> What's the going rate now? Well, now everyone does it on, you, you just find a couple on who are doing cam shows, don't you? And yeah. you tip them or yeah. take them private. Yeah. Um, I really don't, I, I don't do camming. I, I had a go with a couple of friends. Yeah. Uh, it's way too boring. <laughs> it is. It really is. Especially, yeah, especially, and it takes a while to get the regular viewers as well. And yeah. so you're just sort of sitting there. Twid twiddling your thumbs basically for a lot of it and then being like come on guys <laughs> you know let's get the show going and yeah you've got to be you've got to and you've got to keep that sort of happy persona for like several hours yeah yeah, yeah the the i mean the the male the male escort has in the gigolo type person mm. it's always been a myth i mean it's yeah. not a complete myth but i reckon you could you know even even back then fingers of one hand the people who were making money like yeah. that um they'd all be in london mm. um they would to be fair be very very fit buff blokes yeah um but there was never it was never a it was never a lucrative business uh, apart from at a very very like niche section yeah there's not um, a lot of women wanting women to don't, pay for a man yeah, women women don't have to Mm. Um, the only ones who ever did were wealthy and mm. older. So they didn't have to care about the money that they were laying out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, did it exist? Yes. Was it ever really a serious thing? For, mm. No, it wasn't ever at a big yeah. scale. There were probably more people with Olympic records than... Yeah. Kind of sad <laughs> though, isn't it? But I think that'd be quite fun if that was, if it was a real thing. The couple of times I did it, yeah, it, mm. it was it was fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the world is what it is. Um, mm. Women who simply want to have sex mm. 
really don't have a problem finding anyone. Yeah. Finding someone who'll go home in the morning may be slightly more difficult. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just you just got to do it on the app. Yeah, you just got an app now, so it's a lot easier. I used to have to actually go up to girls and ask them if they wanted to go out with me. Really? <laughs> God, I can't imagine that. I mean, people talk about the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And how sometimes, you know, we can be a bit blunt mm. about stuff. But, yeah, you had to do some scary shit back then. Yeah, what would you do? Just go up and be like... Well, first of all, okay, as a teenager at the time... Yeah. The first thing you have to learn, and you learn it by getting shot down in flames by hot girls, is, is she actually interested in me? Mm. Anyway, that is something which, if you're sensible, you do learn. Yeah. So you stop asking girls out who are not at all interested in you, <laughs> and you start asking girls out who are at least up for a coffee or a cinema. Yeah, that is <laughs> um, something to the men out there. Don't you do get yeah. you get shot down a lot, whereas. Mm. From what I can see now, everything is very gentle on the apps. Mm. Um, and it's, it seems to take a lot. It's a lot softer. Mm. It's a lot softer before anybody actually gets around to asking anyone out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know... I don't know if that's good or not, from what I gather from some of the young women. Oh, my God, I sound old. Somebody, <laughs> I, you know, women in their 20s I talk to. Mm. Um, and they're... Com are men scared of you? Are the, are the guys your age nervous about asking you out? Or are they clumsy about it? I think they do get pretty... I, I mean, I don't get asked out a lot anymore in person. And if I do it's normally by like a, a crazy drug addict or something on the street being like oh you look nice will you be my wife like for example the other day that was i mean i guess he was like in his 60s but i was on the bus and there was this man who was barely coherent uh drunk out of his mind and um <laughs> he, he he was like he gave me a bar of dairy milk and was like will you marry me? And I was like, no. He was like, please take the dairy milk, please take the dairy milk. And I was like, okay. And he was like, will you consider, you know, I can I can provide a nice life for you. And I was like, no, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, it's not gonna work unfortunately. But he insisted I took the dairy milk. Um, so I did come away with a bar of chocolate, which I guess was all right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, most of the people we get kind of i mean i don't know do you do you what do you think about asking people out in person you're a millennial man it's been a while since i've asked i've asked anyone out in person mm. even people who i like know in person didn't meet through an app mm. you meet them you get their details and then you send them a message later right okay yeah <laughs> yeah we didn't have mobile phones yeah <laughs> so like if yeah if someone rang and you were out that might that'd be like a misconnection, wouldn't it? They like phoned you. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you 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 expected to have to call people quite a lot before they'd actually answer the phone because yeah, people are busy. Yeah. And the phone you know, they'd be out and the phone wouldn't be out. When did answer phones come in? 
late seventies, oh. late seventies, early eighties. But not everybody would have one. No, I remember in the 2000s, not everyone had one. And even if phone. people had one, you couldn't rely on them to actually bother to listen to the messages. Yeah, you know? exactly. And if it was a business, yeah, a business would listen to its messages, but mm. people were just mm. like, if it's important, they'll catch me eventually. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, my dad was saying the other day, he was like, when you're waiting for a call, because he tried, he tried to be an actor. Right, a normal actor, not a porn actor. Not that, yes. not that porn is not normal, but you know, <laughs> and your everyday actor. And he was saying he'd have to like sit in all day to wait to hear from a, uh, you know, new job or something. And he couldn't like go out and just, yeah. Yeah. So that would be. Um... No, it was, it was very different. I was at, uh, I was at a party a few years ago now mm. and, there's three of us older guys just talking about mm. the traveling we did when we were younger. Yeah. And there was this woman there, probably mid-twenties, mm. and she was like, oh, I'm really envious of you guys. Mm. And we're like, why? Because we, we went traveling in Europe, and she'd been to Vietnam and all over the Far East. And she said, because you just disappeared, didn't you? Mm. And we're like, what do you mean? She said, well, if I go, if I go traveling... And I don't be in touch with anyone for three days. Yeah. Everyone's going to panic. Yeah. And I must admit, we did sort of think, yeah, I mean, if if we had phoned home after a month of no contact, um, actually, if we phoned home at all, the assumption would have been that we're in hospital. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, no news meant everything was going well. Yes. Um, any actual phone calls or mm. news, usually things were going badly. I guess in those days, it was, yeah, it was also a lot easier to get like murdered, for, for example, because <laughs> you could like, yeah, people wouldn't really be, yeah, expecting to hear from you. So, um, I don't think we were murdered more frequently. Yeah. Um, I don't. Did we take more risks? I think people I don't, were. I, just... I think it was. You don't hear about like random murders so much anymore in the uk at least i mean you'd hear i mean obviously like partners you know killing. i mean that yeah if you're, you know what's your but, biggest risk of being murdered to yeah. have a partner yeah 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 the most dangerous thing you can do is be in a relationship isn't it pretty yeah. much um but yeah i feel like yeah you don't it's not you know the sort of you don't get many serial killers anymore in the uk that much yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to think they get caught after number three. Yeah, they get caught. Yeah, they, I guess it's more the DNA. They get ca they get caught quicker. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, you were just much more self. Were we self? You were expected to be self reliant. Mm. Um. You know, you didn't go and have to do stuff. You could sit quietly at home and whatnot. Mm. But if you were going out and doing things, mm. then you were expected to take responsibility mm. for what you were going and doing. Yeah. Yeah. So also on the subject of safety, was um, back in those days when you're shooting, did they do much like the STI testing or not? Um. 
Yeah, that was coming in. So mm. there was there was HIV testing. Um, and then a couple of years later, regular regular testing came mm. in. Uh, so that's what we've got now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't get... I mean, I imagine they didn't have Dean Street back then. You know Dean Street? No, there was no... No, it was, you yeah. had to go private. Yeah. Um, Which is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the NHS thing where people in the industry can go and get free testing. Yeah, it's in yeah. London. It's very good. There's, yeah. uh, there's somewhere in Birmingham, which I think is called Umbrella. Okay, yeah. And I've been told just very recently that Cardiff has a place as well. Oh. One, Car one of the I haven't investigated it, right, but apparently okay. they'll do it monthly. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is very important to be safe. Yes. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. Um, was... Do many gross things happen on set? <laughs> gross things. That, <laughs> that depends what you are trying to do. Right. Um, I did get spunk in a Cameron Wins Eye once. Really? Yes. How did that happen? Well, uh, he's trying <laughs> to get the shot where I've got to uh, yeah. come over her tits. Yeah. Uh, so he's facing me. Uh, yeah, he just went high. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of, yeah. Um, not That is, of course, a health hazard, so he had to go and wash himself very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah, I guess cameramen in... They don't, don't wear red eye. Yeah, they don't wear goggles, <laughs> do they? No. No. Oh. I uh, mean, do you, do you do many anal scenes? Uh, no, it's, mm. I mean, if somebody wants one, I'll do one. Mm. Um, it's not something that I do a lot of. Yeah. Um, because it's not something that particularly appeals, you know, right. everyone's built differently. Yeah. Um, so if like it's a DP, yeah, I'll take the front. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of guys love like giving anal. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's something I'm, I'm comfortable doing. Mm. Um, but it's not something I go out of my way to, yeah, when it do So this. you haven't had like a lot of like poop scenarios? No. In your career? No. no. Mm. Um, if that happens, I'm afraid that's very much on the lady. Yeah. You've got a douche, haven't you? You've got a, there's all sorts of things that go into that, yeah. which uh, I don't get involved with. I mean, yeah, it's a whole process. I remember my, uh, I lived with this guy, this gay guy, and he would douche and it was I don't know it's a lot of work actually you kind of got to fill you up with water and then you got to empty yourself out and then you kind of got to do it again and again but it was kind of gross because whenever I'd go into the bathroom he'd leave his like uh douche thing next to my toothbrush <laughs> and I'm like oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> uh yeah and I'd be like can you please put it in a I don't know put it in a box or something um uh, but yeah yeah Yes. <laughs> this is all preparation that happens beforehand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw some one interview with someone who does a lot of anal scenes and they were saying like, it's also like they, they, you know, manage what they eat like the day before. So like, yep. yeah, not a lot of like high fiber stuff or something. Mm. As I say, if it's some, if it's something that you're going to be doing, then, you know, yeah. you need, you need to prep accordingly. And um, deep throating, 
people say they don't eat before. Have you heard that? I haven't heard of special prep for deep throating, um, mm. apart from practicing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't really do much hardcore stuff or whatever, but I, I guess if I was doing something like that, I would definitely probably throw up. And I guess, yeah. I guess well, the idea is that you might throw up. You know, up. There's, there's a whole reflex going on. Yeah. Um, it's also, it's a little bit overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you done? Have you done much? I mean, we mentioned custard, but have you done much with food? Has there been many food scenes you've done? Um, I wouldn't say many. Mm. Um, but I did once. I was I was producing, so I wasn't in it. I was organising it all. Um, all I'm going to say is, on a warm summer's day, it's amazing what you can do with a chocolate finger. Like a Cadbury's chocolate finger. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I love chocolate fingers. They're great. Yeah, yeah. By the time it got eaten, there wasn't a lot of chocolate left. Right. Okay. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, now I know, now I want to know what that is. What is it? Someone put a chocolate finger in the vagina. Is that what that is? No, no, no. It was it was much more straightforward. We basically realised that chocolate was going to melt, so we were just painting all over. Uh, 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 okay. Well, I thought I thought Nothing. I thought that was a chocolate finger of the vagina. That's what my mind went to. Uh, yeah, that pre. Yeah. No, that would yeah that wouldn't be healthy. No, it'd give you a yeast infection. I think. Mm. Yeah. No, we put something else in the vagina. Yeah, guys, guys at home, don't put chocolate fingers in vaginas. Okay. Uh, word of warning. Do you think, right, is someone, do you, do you, do you work with many younger guys? Hang on, did I knock that into? You, you did knock it. But I um, think it's fine. Say something into it. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. One, two, three. Oh, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks good, it's still going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, do you work with many, like, younger guys, like, now, nowadays? Like, in, in, like... Like say you're doing like a threesome or a gangbang or something. Um, yeah, in terms of the guys you work with, it's all it, it's all in the mix. Mm. Um, depends what people want for the scene. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, if he, if if a if a woman is wanting a collab where there is an age difference, then she would mm. have picked a younger guy mm -hmm. um, who might be presented as. Her boyfriend, yeah, or possibly you know, it's like it's a father and son. With yeah, the same yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. You know, all the usual scenarios apply. Because mm. um, what I'll see is, do you notice like a difference between yourself and like other performers your age and younger guys? Like, do you think they have a different approach to things, or do you think it's all? Um. The younger guys can can get by on being buff. Okay, yeah. Older guys, you you're being used because you'll bring some acting to it or some character. Okay, yeah. Um, mm. I mean, you know, I was, if the, a lot of the younger guys can do that as well. Mm. 
but and what you'll find is you'll find that the the younger guys will come in they'll do things for a while mm. and and then they drift off mm. um and i think it's it's usually because it was like a bucket list thing and it was fun um but it's not really part of what they want to be doing right like longer term yeah they've had an adventure which mm. is great you know mm. have your adventures yeah yeah um I think a lot of people do that now. They'll do like OnlyFans or something for um, a little bit. They'll just dip in and then they'll sort of dip out or whatever. But something to bear in mind, that is obviously when it's on the internet, it is on the internet for a very long time. Oh, yeah. you. I mean, even back when when I was starting, it mm. was like, okay, you know, if you're going to do this, it stays done. Yeah. Um, and some of my early stuff is still out there. Yeah. It does. It does stay done. You can't. You can't take it back. You gotta, you gotta be comfortable with it. Have you ever been on Pornhub and then seen one of your old videos, Baxton? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's like really embarrassing. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, that's brilliant. <laughs> but I mean, I guess with something like that, you don't, you don't get any like royalties, right? No. Well, they. Mm. I mean, yeah, the tube sites basically mm. stole everyone's stuff by pretending. Well, I'm sure they'll say it really was user uploaded. Mm. Um, now they've they've had to legitimize more mm. recently. Um, Pornhub scrubbed something like 16 million videos. Yeah, God. Um, and now, certainly with the larger tubes, if you see stuff on there now, it should certainly have. They should certainly have releases and documentation. Mm. So there shouldn't be anything up there mm. which either belongs to somebody else or is going to be a surprise to whoever's in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, back when they started, they just, yeah, they mm. were right sods. Mm. When, do you, do you think you'll retire at some point? Um, probably. Mm. Do you see... When people stop asking me. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you'd like, you, you haven't lost interest in the in the porn game. No, just... it's, you know, it's still, I still thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. Um, I've always been, I've always been very clear. I've always been able to say no. Yeah. Or, or say, well, we'll try that, but I'm not giving any promises. Mm -hmm. um, I actually wanted to try pegging. Okay, yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of people talking about it. Yes. Thought, you know what? Might be worth giving that a go. Yeah. See what it, just see what it's like. Yes. Um, so I arranged to do a collab mm -hmm. with a very well-known girl. And she said, right, okay, so we've got the date fixed up. She says, but before you come, mm -hmm. get some butt plugs. Okay. And just have a practice with those. Right. Yeah, the little teeniest, tiniest, it was just not going to, no, no, this was not going to happen. It was, <laughs> yeah, no, arse is like, nope, nothing's going Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I had to say, yes, yeah, so that's not working. Yeah. Uh, so we we just did a, we did mm. a bad butler scene instead. So okay, that was yeah. quite, yeah, okay. Am I interested, uh, you know, am I up for having a look at that? Yes, mm -hmm. but, you know, body says no. So, I think no. more guys. Like the, I tried BDSM and sub. yeah. BDSM, um, hit the girl, you know, cat and night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you okay? Yeah. 
Mm. Producer, hit her harder. Shall I hit you harder? Yes. Mm. Hit her harder. Bit harder. Yeah. Producer, harder. Girl, harder. No, I'm, you know, as soon as I yeah. think I'm going to start hurting you, that's me. Comfort zone. Yeah, exceeded. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, the producer's also telling me to stop laughing. Apparently, if you're a dom, you're not supposed to laugh. Okay. Very serious occupation. Yeah, very um, serious occupation. So we had a go at me trying to be sub, which meant sitting in a cage for half an hour looking bored. Yeah. Apparently, I was supposed to look excited. <laughs> right. I'm in a bloody cage. Yeah. Know. What's exciting about this? Um, which is a pity because if I'd been really good at being a dom, I'd have been doing even more. Right. Okay. Because that's, that's I've not... now aged into being yeah, a dom. Yeah. No, I can't. It's not your vibe. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not massively into that kind of like sub sub dom thing, like hugely. Um, but it's funny, the anal thing. I think more guys who give anal should try doing a bit of it on themselves just so they know how it feels. I think that's always good, you know? Well, that that was the interest. I mm. thought, you know, people are doing this, we'll get, but yeah, no. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, it definitely takes a special talent, I think, to be able to yeah. receive, or a lot of practice at least. So that was that that was fine. So, but the thing is, you know, it's like, People complaining they're under, you, you do have to, I mean, this is life. This isn't just the industry. You have to be able to say no. Mm. And if push comes to shove, you have to be able to say no, fuck off. Yeah. Um, and not feel guilty about it. Have you had to say no, fuck off a few times? Oh, in life in general, absolutely. Ah, yeah. Um, in the industry, mm. it's, you know, I, you know, is this something you're up for? It's like, No. Or mm. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not making any promises. Yeah. Um, and everyone's very, very clear. Mm. And um, so, you know, you that's something you need to be able to do. I think where people go wrong is they can be people pleasers. Mm. They say yes to things that they don't really want to say yes to. Yeah. Then they're regretting saying yes to them. Yes. Um You've got to be, you've got to be strong-minded. Okay, but that's, you know, life in general. Mm. Um, yeah. Have you, do you remember any, like, weird things you've been asked to do that you were just like, no. Nah. Like, on set. Um, well, no, because by the time you get on set, mm. everything's been nailed down. Yeah. Um, preferably in writing. There yeah. was the time I turned up and the producer, the producer said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here because you've asked me to come. Yeah. And he's like, no, not today, Friday. <laughs> There's your email, mate. Wednesday the whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> uh, have a cup of tea. We'll see if we can find something for you to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he booked who I was supposed to be working with for Friday. So she's, oh, no. it's Wednesday, so she's not here. Um, so I had a cup of tea and then he came back and he's like, no, we're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, so here's your money. Yeah. Um, gave me my money and I went home. Do you ever make much solo content or? I had a go at it. Mm. Um, not really me. Yeah. There is, yeah, there, there, there is solo content of me somewhere from mm. when I was many years younger. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've got no idea where that is. 
I did yeah. about I did about three. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, people's. I was told it was good. I was told people liked it, but while I was doing, I was just thinking, yeah, I'm not. This this isn't quite me, so I'm not going to be convinced that this is. So yeah, I'm not done any sense. Mm. Other than, do you edit your stuff or? Uh, oh yes, everyone has. To, if you're yeah. going to get into this game now, yeah. You lead. You, you learn editing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at a simple level, I hate editing. Everyone hates editing, um, but you've got to be able to do the cutting out the crap bits. Mm. Um, and if you're feeling really keen, maybe a bit of brightness, contrast, and color balance. Yeah. Um, after that, you're getting far too enthusiastic. <laughs> you're, you're starting to do proper like, editing, like zoom ins and transitions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done those. There's a place for those. But I take the view that if you've got, if the cameraman knows what they're doing, the mm. cameraman is doing the framing. Mm. You shouldn't need to reframe mm. if the cameraman is paying attention. Mm. Um, the main place where you've got to get to grips with reframing is if you're using static cameras. Yeah. Because you want to sit out wide with a 4K camera so that you can have it pull right in. Um, but even then, for those to really work, you you need a you need four or five cameras. Yeah, and that's in serious money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention a ridiculous amount of time then editing yeah, it all. Yeah. So I you know I like keeping it straightforward. Um, because what I was yeah so like do you, do you watch your scenes back much other than editing? Once once I finalise the edit, mm. I don't watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Do you find you watch other porn in general much for your oh, own enjoyment? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You never get, like, sick of it. No, I mean, I watch mm. the, you know, I think everyone's this. everyone watches the stuff they like. Yeah. And the vast majority of the stuff out there doesn't appeal to me. Mm. Um, you know, so, okay, that's no good, that's no good, that's no good. Oh, these people are doing good stuff. Yeah. You know, so you watch some of that and then you find something else you like. mm, mm. And would you use Pornhub? Um, there are various tube sites out there. Yeah. Um, so if it's on there, yeah. Mm. Um, I've paid for a couple of sites, which of the stuff was good. Yeah. Because you should pay for stuff that you appreciate. Yeah. Um, the, so, yeah, that's... I was in a sex shop the other day and a guy was buying... And they had DVDs there and a guy was buying a DVD. And I was like, it's the last... Yeah, you don't see that often nowadays. Buying it, going out and buying a DVD. They are still there. Mm, I was I yeah. was in a shop in London with a couple of friends, and mm. we we're just wondering to see, you know, see, and you know, you, you're looking on the covers, and oh yeah, I know. Yes, I've worked with them, and oh, she's my friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a bit odd, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's more. Yeah, I wonder if they'll. But you know how there's like a vinyl resurgence, you know, music like vinyl's really cool now like hmv was going out of business but then like vinyl became cool again so like hmv now is doing pretty well because they're selling loads of vinyls i wonder if there'll be something like that will happen with like porn dvds you know there'll be a resurgence like people appreciate the vintage <laughs> dvd i well i still buy cds of music yeah because if you've got if you've got Mm. If you've got the physical copy, mm. you've got it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, you, iTunes can't lose the license to, you mm. know, it can't disappear because 
they've had their rights pulled, mm. it's you've got the CD, you know. Yeah. So I still buy music. Um, so yeah, I could, you know, people who want to do that. Can yeah, do that with other yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wondering if you yeah, it might become like a trend, like a trendy thing to do, you know, to, to buy a porn DVD. But mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, are people, we'll people, people buying content. Um, depends how the online systems go. You yeah. know, if the online systems end up being unreliable for whatever reason, mm. people are go back to buying, buying the, buying yeah. the stuff they like. Um, but I guess people have shorter attention spans nowadays so i guess if you had a dvd you'd like you know you'd rewatch it again and again whereas now you know a lot of people think you know they with like only fans they want to subscribe to a new girl like every week you know yeah i mean like... you know i never used to do that with film i never mm. used to buy films because mm. i wasn't going to re-watch them yeah. over and over again music you listen to it all the time yeah um but you know yeah people who you know people who really loved a film would keep watching it mm. why I don't know, but that's yeah. you know, everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got your OnlyFans where people, yeah, enjoy that while it lasts. Mm, um, yeah. Do you think that'll go at some point? I think it probably personal will. Personal opinion, yeah. OnlyFans definitely wants to be mainstream. Yeah. Um, and all powerful into that. They have built, they've mm. built a phenomenal technology platform. Yeah. And they pay more to creators as far as I can see, than any of the mainstream platforms. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're an independent art movie maker mm. and you can find an audience, mm. get paid 80% of the ticket price. Yeah. Sell it on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, but do you think that'll take, that could take over like Patreon? Because Patreon do, does that, doesn't it? Kind of thing. Okay. With, from a technical point of view... OnlyFans could definitely eat Patreon's lunch. Oh, they could okay. also potentially eat the Apple Store's lunch and Google Play's lunch yeah. when it comes to content. Okay, yeah. Because both of those people want 30% from in-app purchases. Mm. Well, that's... So the creator's getting, what, 70? Mm. You know, those those elements that could be moved to OnlyFans, creator gets 80 yeah no i definitely i de I, yeah i definitely see only fans going mainstream but then i wonder if like fansly or something might take over the porn side i don't know there'll be okay there's a whole lot of platforms out there mm. they've all tried to be only fans um i think the jury is out on which ones have the resources mm. to actually scale up fast enough mm. if the opportunity arose. Mm. Um, one or two of them could. Um, my opinion, the, we may well go back to a future where every creator has their own website oh, yeah, and yeah. takes Bitcoin. Yeah. We're not there yet. Right. Um, and... We may never get that. It probably depends upon what happens with age verification. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, as soon as you've got your own website, all you have to do is follow the law. Yeah. Not whatever ridiculous rules a particular platform has decided to come up with. Yeah. You know, know the, know the law in the UK, assuming you're in the UK. Yeah. Know the law about what you can and cannot mm. sell. Sell it. Yeah. 
Um, but do know the lot. I do see some people talking about, oh, where can I sell XYZ content? And I'm like, well, I know where you can sell it, but you're in the UK. So if you sell it, even if they sell it on a platform which will allow it, mm. you're possibly breaking the law. Yeah. Because UK says you shouldn't be making that content in the first place. What's illegal in the UK? Um, well, broad, the usual okay, stuff. broadly speaking, you're looking at the, um, yeah, okay, other than the usual suspects, mm. which we won't mention because they're disgusting. Yeah. Um, you have what's called the extreme extreme porn. Right, okay. Um, and there are various, various criteria mm. that will get something categorized as extreme mm. porn. Um, broadly speaking, if an idiot copied this, could they get badly hurt? Okay, yeah. You're going to be in trouble. Is anybody actually getting badly hurt? You're going to be in trouble. Does it look as though someone is getting badly hurt? Mm. You're going to be in trouble. Is this potentially a serious risk to health? Okay, yeah. You're going to be in trouble. Um, you might need to edit this, but take, for example, blood play. Mm. Um is that illegal or not? Yeah. Um, it's a biologically hazardous fluid. Mm -hmm. um, I would suggest personal opinion. Yeah. If the only person in the scene is you mm. and the only blood is yours. Yeah. I am not a lawyer. I don't think that would be extreme. Mm. Put somebody else in the scene. Mm. It's a biologically hazard, virus-laden, dangerous, bloody thing you're playing with. Yeah. <laughs> Someone could get a serious yeah. infection. Um, that's clearly potential for serious harm. Yeah. So I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Yeah. D yeah, definitely. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, women are used to blood. You know, yeah. Every, oh, who cares, you yeah. know. But I definitely uh, couldn't <laughs> imagine. I know people do, but I couldn't imagine getting off to blood play. But yeah. I know people do. I mean, it's, it. it's so far outside my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that that is the thing I most commonly see where I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're so close to being a test case. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want to be a test case yeah. ever. Um, mm. And, yeah, you can't sell that in the UK. Yeah. But there are non-UK platforms, a couple of quite big ones, mm. which will allow it to be sold. Right, okay. But that doesn't protect you in the UK. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, I guess like. Where is the limit of the law? Pay a barrister a large sum of money yeah. for an opinion. <laughs> you know, again, it's, it, it's not. It's not my kind of thing at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. There are some people who, if they want to go in that kind of world, they do need yeah. to properly study what's going on. I mean, in the UK, we love our health and safety, don't we? So yeah. I guess you know anything that is undermining health and safety, not great. It's, I mean, the, well, with the, it's, it's, you, it's, it doesn't, you're not, it's not that you're not allowed to do these things. Mm. Um, you are allowed to do an awful lot, um, which can be very dangerous. Yeah. You know, you can jump off a mountain with a piece of material yeah, over your head. Yeah, yeah. Making and toast. Yeah, yeah. You make, you make a mistake, you're dead. Yeah. Perfectly legal. <laughs> but what, let's say my understanding is, as far as the extreme porn is concerned, people, they're watching it because they're horny. Yeah. And people who are horny can be stupid. 
And so are they going to try something? <laughs> are they going to see something faked yeah. up? Yeah. I think it's real. Mm. Try it for real. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I spoke to one of the regulators because mm. there was a question about fisting. Fist, you couldn't, yeah. Fisting wasn't allowed under the regulations for R18. Oh. And I was like, why not? Because mm. everyone's, everyone's complaining. And I just thought, I'll phone them up and ask them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> why not? And they said, 15-year-old guy, 15-year-old girl, girl, we know they're watching porn, mm. even though we're not supposed to. They see fisting. He says, let's do this. Yeah. Neither of them have a clue what they're... Okay, point, point made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, 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 that's, if that's how you're deciding mm. where your regulations lie, I can see the logic. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have to agree with it, but it's it's not an insane position to take. Yeah. It's not an unreasonable position to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the same with extreme porn. It's not It's not an unreasonable position to take. Mm. Whereas, you know, oh, we can't have people having fun on having fun having sex on camera. Yeah. That, I think that's an unreasonable position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the law recognizes that that's fine. But the extreme stuff, you know, if it's what if it's an area you want to play in or get nearer, make sure you know the rules. Mm. Know the rules, people. Yeah. Know but the in rules. terms, of, yeah, you know, in terms of where the industry is going, it'll be a combination of platforms and your own site. Mm. Um, the crypto thing is definitely picking up. Okay. Yeah. And um, you get all the money. Right. Yes. You get hundred percent. Mm. <laughs> that would be good. That would be nice. Um, I think we'll kind of come to an end. Have you got any final things of advice for people, for other men who want to do what you do? The camera has to be a turn on. Right, okay. If the camera isn't a turn on, this isn't for you. Mm. Camera has to be a turn on. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get, let that cam. Don't get. <laughs> don't have the camera let you get floppy or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's kind of all we've got time for. But um, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, no it's been really, really interesting. And where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? I mean, I'll put your links in the description, but. Yeah, just put the link in the description. Okay, that's, yeah. That's fine. But it's Paul Jones. Yeah, Paul, Paul Jones Air on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for coming and uh, yeah, see you soon. See you Cheers. Bye. bye.